our Top Shelf Fantasy, brought to you by Corey Dows, Tom Craig Penny, and Scotty Milne. Let's get into it, baby. Podcast 61, just did uh, rookies, 1 through 10, our top 10 rookies. Uh, that went swimmingly, went great. So now we're going to go through 11 to 30. Um, and again, we kind of touched on uh, your top 10 picks. I mean, you're not really going to go wrong there, but I, I think 11 to 30, uh, these are going to be, you know, the guys in the, the second, third round that you end up drafting in Dynasty. Uh, all of our rankings based on the Dynasty scoring format. So I guess really without further ado, we'll we'll just jump into it. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Top Shelf, FNTSY. Head over to our website at topshelffantasy.com. Uh, before we do get into it, we'll just plug the, the, the idea of subscribing. Subscribe to the website. You get early updates to exclusive content, uh, content we may not even release to the public. Um, so it'll be truly exclusive. Sign up. You get an entry into the Listener League. Uh, we got all sorts of merch we've been working on. We got glasses. Corey's working on uh, glasses, like drinking glasses. Uh, Corey's working on uh, getting a shirt together. So go ahead. Go over there. Sign up. You get all the benefits, uh, and as we start heading closer and closer to the preseason, you get more and more exclusive content. We'll have you know draft kits uh, for you as well, um, and I guess we'll plug as well. You know, if you didn't hear one through ten, go listen to that. Uh, but you you would have found out that we beat Mel Kiper, Todd McShay in the uh, in there. Craig, what did you call them? The positional ranks or. Yeah, the, you you talk about that for a second in case you know these guys didn't listen to to rookies one through ten. The thing is, is the rookies this year is where you you want to listen at top shelf fantasy because we beat out mock drafts, all you know the experts by a very large margin, fifteen percent. We had sixty six percent, two thirds the entire first round positionally mocked out. So each team needs position. We guessed two-thirds of which is an unheard of number i've been doing this for 10 years and it's i've gotten 50 percent maybe a couple of times and th- this is where we went when we put our minds together it's and uh one, one thing too you might say oh you beat them by 15 percent. like oh that's not such a big deal think about it this way if you score 100 on a test versus scoring an 85 on a test that's i mean and then go down even lower you scored a 50 on a test versus 65 i mean it's passing and failing we passed Exactly. These degrees. And it's truly truly a big feat, right? And it's something that we want to promote. We want everybody to understand that, you know, the the three of you, I'm going to take myself out of this. The three of you guys absolutely nailed the draft, who needed what and who they were going to take. And they went ahead and did it. And now we get to sit here and evaluate all of that, which is just phenomenal. So at number 11 again if you didn't listen through one through 10 go listen to one through 10 because this is going to start to make a little bit more sense to you so number 11 we have uh jalen rigor i don't know if i'm pronouncing that correctly i've been been sticking with rigor but i don't know rigor rigor we're we're all gonna say it wrong probably we're gonna say it wrong (laughs) i think it's Rhaegar targaryen yes yes exactly but (laughs) it's nickname it's, He's pushing it, up now. <laughs> it's a uh, uh, the 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 first pick for the Philadelphia Eagles in the first round. They picked Jalen uh, Rieger, um, 5'11", 206. Is a team who needed a wide receiver. 
They took a wide receiver. I don't love the player. There was better wide receivers on the board, in my opinion, that would have fit Philly better. But regardless, they needed a wide receiver. Alshon Jeffrey's not getting it done. And I think he's in a position where he can succeed with Carson Wentz. Um, I had him ranked 10. We're all relatively close. Uh, if everybody else wants to jump on, you know, something about this kid. Yeah, I had him ranked a little bit lower than the rest of you guys, um, mostly just because of the people I thought should or could go ahead of him. Um, and I was actually going to ding them a little bit for that pick in their grade. Uh, and Craig kind of talked me out of it. He had some some very solid points. So maybe I'll seed it over to, to Craig for uh, an explanation on this guy. Yeah, so I'm definitely highest on him. Um, this was one of the players later in the draft process, even after the combine, kind of more a week or two before the draft, people were starting to rise. He was climbing all these boards and he was one of the players during their like virtual pro day workouts that showed that he ran a four two four. So whether you agree with those tactics of maybe showing a little bit of a you know false number or whatever the guy was being talked about as potentially running faster than Henry Ruggs at the original combine. So the thing was when he ran a four, four, it was a little bit of a surprise. He's five eleven, two Oh six. He's got the size. He lands in a perfect fit and he's an athletic freak, which is why he was climbing all these boards. This is why I was just emphasizing all those 40 numbers. The only problem that I had with him, <clears throat> it's not even his fault, but it's the Eagles drafting him. The Eagles historically have blown on picking wide receivers. They took our Arthago Whiteside last year. He stinks. Well, I guess the jury's still out on him, but as of right now, yeah, he stinks. He's so young. Nelson Aguilar stinks. If my only thing with with uh, Jalen was that if he takes the Deshaun Jackson role, Deshaun Jackson and Carson Wentz look like they were going to light the world on fire in Week One of 2019. I mean, they came out hot. 34 fantasy points. It was ridiculous. And if if this kid can find himself in that situation, that's why, what you might be looking for. But I don't, you know. Yeah, agreed. If, if he can do that, I, it, he is has the a role. sustainability there? Probably not. I mean, you're not scoring 34 points a week. So, um, All right, number 12, Justin Jefferson. Who's got this guy ranked the highest? Corey does. Corey, talk, talk to us about Justin Jefferson. Yeah, this is who I thought the Eagles should have taken. Um, he is the best wide receiver on the board in my mind, and the Vikings picking him is perfect for them. Uh, an absolutely amazing pick and a fit for the Vikings. They lose Diggs in the offseason, or they trade Diggs, and they instantly replace him to play opposite Adam Thielen. Great big-body guy. Word on the street was the Patriots wanted him. Um, so I guess there's a little pedigree involved there, but... Yeah, Jefferson, fast, big, strong, goes and gets the ball. Really, really showed off in uh, LSU's push down the stretch in their uh, in their season last year. So he's clearly not afraid of the big moment, and I think he's going to get a great opportunity to succeed in Minnesota. I think it's a great fit for the player, great fit for the team. Yeah, and uh, like you said, they needed a wide receiver bad. This guy, I'm pretty sure he led – the entire NCAA and receptions, targets, and receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. So across the board, he was the best wide receiver in the game. I know we padded his stats towards the end of the year, but uh, it's a perfect spot for him. Um, Thielen as well has been extremely injury-prone the last 
year and a half too. So that guy goes down and, and he's the clear number one there. So he couldn't find a better spot. I was with Dows. I think we said Jefferson would go to the Eagles. Wish they took him there. They didn't, but he lands at a fantastic spot regardless. Yep. Yeah, see, I have a little bit of an opposing opinion on the spot. Um, I think Justin Jefferson is is all the ta- has all the talent. I don't have to reiterate anything what you guys have said. Um, I truly believe in the player. However, with Minnesota, the next two years they have Kirk Cousins at quarterback. They still have Adam Thielen, who does a lot of similar things that Justin Jefferson does. Um, yes, they don't have Stephon Diggs where he will be able to get some of those reps, but he doesn't run around the same kind of route that Stefan Diggs did. Um, so I, I, I think that it's a, a good fit in a, in a sense where he will get production numbers, whether those are good production numbers, where like whether he produces with the actual balls that are thrown to him is, is my question mark, at least for the next two years. Uh, while Kirk Cousins is quarterback, I just I just struggle with the Minnesota offense because I, I feel like they've been really trying to get that running game going and really trying to focus on that for the future. Yeah, it, I mean it's a team who needed a wide receiver. They took one. I mean I, I think it's a I think it's a decent spot for him. Um, okay, we got second quarterback coming off the board here at thirteen. <clears throat> yeah, Tua. Shaking my Very- head. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> very interesting pick. I think, I mean, I, I mentioned it over and over again. The Dolphins were tied to Tua since last year, uh, as soon as he took over for Jalen Hurts. Um, so I wouldn't say it's a surprising pick. It might be a little surprising that we have another quarterback uh, coming off the board as high as we do. Um, but I think with the production that he's going to give you off the bat, it makes sense to have him this high. Uh, he's coming into an offense where he'll be the starter. He's got weapons around him. Um, I mean, who knows how that offense is going to look exactly with a lot of moving pieces over the the, the last year here. But um, poised for at least number one playing time. And number two, he's looked like he can come in and lead an offense uh, right off the bat. So I got him higher, I think, than most people. Let me check that to be sure. But Yeah, yeah, um, you have him highest. I have him second highest. And I kind of want to reiterate a little bit of the same points. But... um, Miami is an up and coming team. They're they have a lot of young core players now where in four years when all those contracts are up, they're gonna really have a lot of core pieces on their team and it's gonna be led by Tua. Um, like you said, he's been linked to them for a long time. Outside of Joe Burrow being as much of a sure thing as he was, Tua was a sure thing before the hip. And after the hip is the only question mark. And if he gets over that, he is going to be another sure thing, another possible top five fantasy running back. That's how I feel. Yeah, that would, I mean, that pick there was uh, not even a high risk, but a fantastically high reward because God forbid he's not ready this season. Fitzmagic's the greatest bridge quarterback of all time. So if he's not ready right away, they're fine. In the long term, I think he's a stud in the making. So um, we'll go over to our number 14. And I'm going to pronounce this completely wrong, but uh, Brandon Ayuk. Exactly correct. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Um, I actually had him. I think I was the only one that had him going in the first round, and he did go in the first round at San Fran. Um, I, I don't love the spot because he has Garoppolo thrown to him. They're a run first team, 
but uh, he he should be the number two there be, behind um, Debo uh, after losing Emmanuel Sanders. So he goes into a team with a run heavy, but he's explosive and he can run out of the backfield as well. So I don't know. I, I think I had him at 14 where he lands. So Tom had him the highest. So Tom, don't talk about him. Yeah, so I actually love the spot for him. Um, I'm not sold, you know, that this... Debo Samuel had a great year last year. Uh, but I think this is the perfect replacement for Emmanuel Sanders and what they want to do. And honestly, when they drafted this kid, I wasn't exactly sure all about him, and I didn't know much about him. Uh, but when they said he had a 41-inch wingspan at 6 feet, I immediately went and just started watching the game film on this kid. I mean, it, 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 it he's a fun player to watch. Uh, I can see him running across the middle and catching balls one-handed from Jimmy Garoppolo all day. The San Francisco ends up trading uh, Matt Breida, which I don't know how we missed that in the news, but Matt Breida is on the Miami Dolphins now. Um I think it leans more and more away from having all of those running backs continue to produce and to lean a little bit more on Jimmy Garoppolo and that passing offense. I, I don't know what to continue to expect from Debo Samuel. Dante Pettis was a complete bust. And I think the, the 49ers believe that too, with this pick in the first round, first round wide receiver, they're going to use him. He's going to be on the field. And and I, I think he's got the talent to, to produce uh, and, and for multiple years to come. So I, I I like the player. I like the landing spot. Um, you know, but guys, ask, ask me in a couple of years if I if I still have that take. But you know. guys, Dante Pettis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Carve. Nineteen bucks a year or something like that. Who do we have next? Michael Pittman. Yeah, we got Pittman. Pittman's coming up uh, next. So I, we're all pretty much around the same as as Pittman. But Craig, you want you want to go ahead and talk about him? Yeah, so I really like the player. Um, I know that Dows is actually really high on him early um, in the whole process. He really showed up at the combine and performed a lot better than I thought he would. Uh, when I say the things I say about T. Higgins, you could say the same things about Michael Pittman. They're bigger receivers. They could go in the wrong direction and eat too many hamburgers like Kelvin Benjamin, or they could just you know, really work on their game. I think right now with Rivers... Uh, him being the number two, I feel like he should be able to, as far as his talent, uh, get above Paris Campbell. Uh, so I think that that's, that's something, even as year one constitutes, I think that he's going to be do pretty well. And then T.Y. Hilton's going to be out the door. So he's going to be a wide receiver one, um, you know, on that team. So, you know, we'll see. I, I really do uh, enjoy what I see for Michael Pittman in the future. Yeah, and to to jump on what you were saying, I saw 6'4", 223, and I went, hey, I like something about this kid. He's got something special. Six to midnight right away. Exactly. Dallas. And then he goes into the combine, looks pretty good, you know, a little more, even more athletic than I thought he might, uh, you know, with those dimensions. Then he ends up in uh, Indianapolis with Phil Rivers. And again, you look at 6'4", 223. Okay, so he's got T.Y. Hilton on one side, who's comparable in size and uh, play style to Keenan Allen, like when he was in L.A. And then you've got... Now, Michael Pittman, who's comparable to Mike Williams, who was 6'4", 220-ish. And you're looking now at Phil Rivers having a very similar style offense with very similar big body, talented receivers dotted all over the field. Phil Rivers is going to slot right in, feel like he's back at home in San Diego slinging the rock around with Pittman and Hilton now. 
I think this is a perfect fit, and I, I might even consider sliding him up uh, a little bit higher in the future. Scotty, cool yourself off. Why? Because of Philip Rivers? Because <laughs> <laughs> you just love him, yeah. I just I also love how I think this is the third time we talk about Kelvin Benjamin in our, our, our last two podcasts. <laughs> he's a, he's so a big boy buff. All these top 30 guys, we're going to pick our guy that might be Kelvin in four years. But anyways, Indy got rid of Eric Ebron too. That was their their red zone guy. He got, what, 12 touchdowns two years ago? This guy comes in at 6'4". Who's going to be that, that red zone guy? Pittman. Yeah. So, Agreed. I mean, I, I think it's a fantastic pick. Um, I'll go on to the our next pick. This is uh, number 16. It's Justin Herbert, quarterback, uh, taken by the Chargers, which is what we love because I think we've said it plain times that this team has everything it needs to be a great team besides a quarterback. Tyrod's a fine bridge guy, but they had to take a quarterback with this pick. We said it was either be a two or, or Herbert. It was Herbert, and I think he, I would think he's a day one starter. Let's see what happens in camp. But I think picking this guy that high in the draft, he's a day one starter. He gets he goes into a probably top five or six tight end in the NFL. Two great wide receivers, decent line, fantastic defense to back him up. Decent running backs. I, I mean, I, I just think it, it's just everything set up perfectly for him to start his career. And uh, I'm not hugely high on quarterbacks, of course, like I said before, but I think he's a fantastic mid-second round pick in a dynasty league. Yeah, I mean, I think this is the the Philip Rivers mold. I mean, six six two thirty six. He's a he's a big dude. Um, again, I mean, he's got a good defense to back him up. Uh, I'm not necessarily one to go and jump on on quarterbacks either. Uh, I have him ranked 16, but Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, Austin Eckler, you could you could do a lot worse. So um, I, I think Herbert landed himself in a, in a in a good spot. He's worthy of a second round pick, in my opinion. So I know Corey's got him. Corey has him high. So yeah. Again, I keep going back with Herbert. He is Josh Allen but more talented as a, a natural thrower of the ball. He's also a little bit faster. So <laughs> we look at the success that Josh Allen had where he was tar- or he was closing in on top 10 quarterback last year for the entire season. If uh, Herbert can show up and even have half that success, he's a great pick. All right, Craig, you got anything to say about Herbert? Or we jump into Keyshawn Vaughn? Keyshawn Vaughn. Keyshawn Vaughn, Tampa Bay running back. We Craig, have very spread out. Talk about him. Oh, yeah. Actually, I have him the highest. But, Craig, go ahead. Talk about Keyshawn Vaughn. Well, the thing is, is opportunity. Um, obviously, Tampa Bay has Ronald Jones as the starter right now, and they got rid of Peyton Barber in the offseason. Keyshawn Vaughn can slot in right away as a 50-50 back. I don't see him as the talent that's going to transcend over um, – you know, a longer period of time. I don't think he's a uh, top running back. If he is probably in the third or fourth tier of, of rookie running backs uh, as far as talent. However, he lands in a great spot, and that's why we have him as high as we do. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I know we wanted Tim Bay to take a Jonathan Taylor or even a Dobbins kind of player, but they didn't get him. Um, I, I'm not... I don't know too much about the guy, to be honest. I, I've seen some 
highlights, but I think he just fits into that role right away. Even even if it's a 50-50, Ronald Jones is decent pass catcher, but they wouldn't have picked a guy that high um, if they didn't want to use him right away. And that was their biggest need, I think. So that's why I have him a little higher than you guys. Yeah, I mean, he has an opportunity to get the lion's share of the work, right? And lion's share of the work, maybe it's a 60-40 split. It's 55-45 split. You know, maybe maybe he just barely edges out Ronald Jones. I haven't done a lot of homework on him, but from what I did see, I liked him better than I like Ronald Jones. I did not like Ronald Jones coming out of college. Um, they're on an offense that's only getting better. Um, I mean, once Brady leaves, it'll be it'll be tough. Um <clears throat> but he has an opportunity to cement himself as the number one running back. Uh, and again, I, I mean, running backs are, are hard to come by. He's got very little competition. <laughs> That's, that was one of the things that really drew me to him. Um, so, Corey, you got him at 24. I don't know if you want to talk about him or if you just want to jump in a, in, into Claypool. Yeah, I mean, I'll just say real quick, I, I only dinged him as low as 24 because I don't like any running back in Tampa Bay. It's not a personal thing. I think the kid's talented. Um, I just don't want any part of Tampa Bay's backfield and he could go there and he could light the world on fire and I could be completely wrong. But as it stands right now, there's not enough looks to go around to a second or even third ranked running back, depending on what they're going to do with a Goomba Wale. But with that offense with Tom Brady, with the, the pass catchers they have there, it's just too spread too thin for, a you know, running back one, a one B situation for me to get involved in it. Um, so at that, I'll just move on to another big body wide receiver that I actually really like as well in chase Claypool. And yeah, I was going to say, I have him way higher than you guys. I have him at 13 and part of the way I grade these guys out. And part of it is obviously system fit, but I also like to look at the teams that take them and then their track record. And I talked about that briefly with the Eagles, how they've blown their picks on wide receivers. The Steelers hit their picks on wide receivers. Now they've got some character issues that I'll certainly not argue with you via or vis-a-vis uh, Antonio Brown, Martavis Bryant, but they can draft wide receivers and they do it at the highest level in the NFL. Whoever they've got scouting wide receivers over there, you know, he's, he should get a, a quick pay bump. If he hit on chase Claypool, I want in on the chase Claypool sweepstakes and I want in early. Um, not to mention, Big Ben should be back. <clears throat> That's a boost for the whole offense, especially over Mason Rudolph. Even if it's just for a year or two or whatever, it's going to be left on his uh, career. You know, father time is taking. But Juju struggled to be the guy, the main guy with all the attention on him. You bring in a big body like Chase Claypool, and you still have a couple other guys there that should fix into the offense, like James Washington. And who's the other guy? I can't think of his Deontay, name right Deontay. now. Deontay. Yeah, Deontay. Yeah, there you go. Um, and I, I do think – Maybe targets might be a little little limited, but again, six four two thirty eight down in the red zone. There's your target, can of corn. Can of corn. Scotty, yeah. you got him lowest. Why don't you talk about him and then we can move on? Unless um, you I, get something you I do, and I will probably put him up to be honest. Um, and I'll say it too: these will most likely change come summertime. I I think we're gonna you know read more about these guys and just every day. I'm sure you're gonna change all our rankings, but I don't know why I had the, the lowest. I think I just started to do the rankings and I just, I just had him there. Um, I, I actually got him in at the three Oh four last weekend in my dynasty draft, which I was, I was 
thrilled about. I, I I was shocked he was in the third round, let alone even like the late second round. So um, I would probably put mine up higher, but um, I think Dow just nailed it. Pittsburgh, they only produce fantastic wide receivers. One thing I, I wanted to mention before we moved on to just golf clap to Dows for pronouncing Ugumbawalde's name correctly the first time, not <laughs> tripping over it. I, I meant to bring it up earlier, but I forgot. So anyway, there, there's that. Craig, did you want to say my close personal friend? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, <Ugumbawale. laughs> uh, Craig, did you want to say anything about Chase, or do you want to jump into uh, Lavishka? I'll say one thing on Chase: six four, two hundred forty pounds, ran a four four. Burner. That's good, so, right? That's pretty good. <laughs> um, Lavishka Chenault would be our consensus. Was it 19? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yep. he is a, another bigger uh, receiver. He's 6'1", though. He's just he's 230 pounds. Um, he lands in a decent spot where they just hiked away Marquise Lee. Um, they have DJ Shark, who can stretch the field. Um the other receivers I feel like kind of run their course there. And I feel like they're really looking for that number two. And I think that's probably why we have Chenault up on a a higher level. I feel like he was graded out pretty well going into the, um, you know, going into the draft. And as far as, you know, his talent goes, I don't see anything or any reason to say that he couldn't produce. It's just more or less Gardner Minshew is throwing his uh, balls to him. So are we really sure how far we want to go with hyping up LaVishka Chenault. Um, but good spot, big receiver. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's more or less he's got an opportunity to be the number two wide receiver on the team, right? Um, Didi's been underwhelming. Marquise Lee is no longer on the team anymore. Um, I, Keelan Cole, I think, Chris- is... Chris Conley is ahead of Cole. Chris Conley, excuse me. I mean, he's playing the slot. They're not. They 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 have a big wide receiver to play opposite side. DJ Shark. I don't know that I'm sold on um, Cam Soda. I can't even think of his name. I can just think of the the sponsorship that they wanted Gardner. to give him. Uh, yeah, Gardner Minshew. Uh, so I had I actually had Lavishka a little bit higher than uh, Claypool. Um, but I think like the next couple of guys here can, are, are all very interchangeable in, in my opinion. Um, I know we all have varying opinions, but it, does anybody else want to say anything about Lavishka? Um, I, I like the stuff I saw coming out of Colorado for him. Um, yeah, I don't have much to say except watch his tape and watch what he does with the ball after the catch. He is probably after like Judy, CD lamb, uh, maybe T Higgins. He's, maybe my fourth or fifth ranked like grab and go receiver. If I had to kind of categorize them like that, when he gets the ball, he's just going up field with a full bag of tricks. Like you're talking the juke move, the spin. I think I've seen him uh, hurdle a couple kids. So, and that's he's ready. What, he's ready to go. Yeah. That's what makes him bricks a young receiver to go from being good to elite is after the catch. Yeah. I mean, look at Antonio Brown. I, I've never seen anyone as good as him after the catch. And that's why he, was as good as he was because what he did after the catch. So if you can capitalize on that, then that that's huge for um, the the Jags. Well, and it's huge for Minshew because then he only has to throw the ball on a three-yard yard slant, a five-yard <laughs> slant, and then, hey, go handle it, buddy. You take care of it from here. Like, that's a simple offense, and it works. 
Yeah. If you have the talent to do it, but. All right. And we'll go to our number 20. Um, and that's Denzel Mims. I think I have him the highest. I, it, I mean, I, I think he'd be higher uh, for all of us. If he didn't go to the jets. Yes. I, I think we, we'd like this guy a hell of a lot. Six, three, two, seven. Um, just a freak athlete, but he also lands on the jets and he's with Adam Gase. And I need, need I say more, uh, I'll give this to Tom. He'll talk more about Gase than he will. Okay. Adam Gase had a fine wide receiver in Robbie Anderson. He could have drafted Denzel Mims, had Robbie Anderson, Lev Bell on a team. It would have been all Darnold needed. It would have been great. It would have been great. But no, he lets Robbie Anderson go. A couple other schmuck wide receivers. He drafts another running back. I hate Gase. Well, he's, Perriman's he's, there now. He's terrible. Um, yeah. Oh, Awesome. <laughs> Great, thanks. Um, another four-year failed wide receiver. Uh, I think Denzel Mims is going to serve his purpose in New York. And whether that's to replace Robbie Anderson and put up the same numbers, it's to replace Robbie Anderson and put up the same numbers. Robbie Anderson did put up some respectable numbers. I think it was a couple of years ago he touched like 900 or something like that. I don't know the the, the total number. Somebody will tell me and they rag on me later. Um it was actually 200 yards, yeah, idiot. Yeah, awesome. Uh, I I think there's a place for him. Um, I would have much rather preferred to see him go to like Pittsburgh, um, but you know, I, I it, it is what it is with him. I, I don't have him very high. He he's on the Jets. It's you don't want to be on the Jets. Uh, does anybody else have anything to say about Mims? No. Now I'm seeing shaking heads. All right, so Zach Moss. Um, he is our number he he's our twenty first ranked rookie uh the the running back to buffalo um I don't know who has him ranked the highest right now um uh, we're all relatively we're all, the same um it, listen <clears throat> so i I don't know that singletary's the the guy um it it feels like they just have a revolving door of running backs and i think zach moss finds himself in a position where he can take a job he's not the fastest guy in the world but he, he's gonna run people over he he's an aggressive runner um and i liked what i saw in zach moss i know Dows, you 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 have some things you you probably want to say about this guy zach moss is one of my favorite running backs in this class I don't think he's necessarily the most ultra talented. He's not in the Swift, C.H. Taylor, Dobbins conversation, but at the pick where Buffalo took him and what they expect him to do, I think it's a perfect pick for value and for the team fit, and he should succeed there. I mean, like you said, Devin Singletary maybe is not the guy, though he is super dynamic. I mean, he catches the ball and makes things happen almost every time. And I think he's very, very good at that. But I don't think he's a three-down back. Zach Moss comes in, and he can do what Frank Gore did last year. And he's going to go look for contact. He's 5'9", 223. And he runs like, I don't want to say Jerome Bettis, because that's probably a little bit too much to live up to. But he loves contact. And that's exactly what Buffalo needs. Somebody to take the ball between the tackles and just hammer it into linebackers' chests and not really care that much about uh, getting hurt. And... Singletary is not really that guy. So they needed to fill that role that Gore has, you know, kind of handled for them for the for the past couple seasons. And I think it was a perfect fit for the team and a perfect fit for Zach Moss. He should have a, a great opportunity to, to succeed there. Yeah, so I just want to jump in on, on Zach Moss because this is the one um, 
uh, one write up that I shared with you guys on him, or the one you know scouting report I had on him. The positives, the first couple things I had, and is exactly what you guys have said. Seeks contact, tough, powerful. However, I also have written on here slow with four W's, <laughs> stiff and runs upright and runs out of gas. So we'll see. He he he's going to pound you in the mouth for three quarters of the game. <laughs> All right. I mean, <laughs> I, Corey Dillon made a living on it. You know what I mean? And and I think that kind of goes back to it. Like, this could be a good steal in a rookie draft. You're second, third round, and you got Zach Moss staring you in the face. Yeah, he's he doesn't have the home run speed. He's not going to break off, but he's going to hit people in the mouth. I kind of feel like that's what Buffalo wants when you draft a guy like this. Do you know what I mean? So... Anyway, Scotty, you want to talk about Zach Moss? Or you want to go to AJ Dillon? You you decide. Cool. All right. No, AJ I'll, Dillon, I'll just go right to little AJ. Um, so AJ Dillon at pick number twenty-two, or the twenty-second ranked rookie. Um, it's another horrific draft by the Packers in the second round, when there was plenty of talent still there for a, a wide receiver. Um, I mean, I. We'll probably drop him even more, I think, as the summer goes. Um, I, he's just a guy that just runs straight. He doesn't catch the ball. Um, he's in a hurtfully crowded backfield. I still do not have any idea what Green Bay is doing. Um, if he went on a different team, I'd be fine with it. But I think it's probably the worst landing spot in the NFL um, for a running back right now. So, Yeah. Uh, AJ Dillon, he's a fine talent. Get him in a dynasty draft for a couple of years from now, but as for his rookie season, an absolutely lost cause. I honestly feel like he's as high as he is on our list, just purely because we can't possibly think an NFL GM goes and takes a guy this high and go, and he's bad. Like, he, <laughs> like the thing is, is like he he has to be good, right? Like they drafted him so high. So I saw the pick. I hope so. so they drafted him second round, 30th pick overall, right? I saw this pick as the replacement for Jamal Williams and potentially to be on the field a little bit more and to take away from Aaron Jones. That's what I saw this pick to be. Whether I think it was the right pick for the Packers or not, which I don't think it was, it still almost begs the question, what were they doing with this pick? And if that's what it is to get Jamal Williams out of the picture – and to get Jones off the field, there's some value that could potentially be had with A.J. Dillon. And and that's why I see him here as the perfect fringe second-round, third-round guy. And Corey's that's pointing at me. completely agreed on my, on my part, Tom. That's why I had him as high as 18 here. They took him for a reason. I mean, they don't take him just to spite Aaron Rodgers. As much as that story is fun to, to perpetuate, He's going to be on the field probably taking goal line carries because Aaron Jones, the majority of the touchdowns he scored last year were big runs that he broke off around midfield and scampered into the end zone for 50, 40, 30 yard gains. He wasn't on the goal line. And when he was, he fumbled like three times. They want somebody who can just battering ram that ball in. And A.J. Dillon at six feet, almost 250 is that guy. Just hammer it. Go for it. Run straight. So... Lagara Blunt style point production, maybe, probably not, but something close to that I'd be very happy with. I mean, if he turns into an RB three, you're gonna be happy here. 
I mean, yeah. and it, that's that's where we get. So, um, uh, Antonio Gibson, no, yes, Antonio Gibson, our twenty third ranked wide receiver to Washington. Admittedly, I know nothing about this guy. I hate the I hate Washington. I don't think anything good's gonna happen. So somebody say something positive before I just continue to brown bag Washington Redskins. <laughs> So Antonio Gibson, Gibson yeah, Craig, you take it. Sorry. Uh, Antonio Gibson was a running back and a wide receiver for Memphis. He had over 200 rushing yards. I mean, <laughs> carries uh, with with Washington. Excuse me, not Washington, Memphis. Now with Washington, he can provide uh, a different kind of uh, wide receiver talent that they have lacked for a very long time. Uh, I think he actually could do a lot more or a lot better than I feel like people see right now because it is Washington. And that's why he is as low as he is. And I actually had him a lot lower and I, I increased him up a little bit more since I've saw more tape on him. Cause I had that same thought you did, Tom. I was like, who is this guy? And so I had to look up more and more just on tape. And the more I watched, the more I was like, okay, let's see what Washington can do with him because he's got the talent. He's got some type of gadget ability um, that with the production since there's a lack of, you know, receivers there, he could do something. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's an opportunity for a wide receiver too, right? He, there's an opportunity. He's on the field. There's an opportunity. He's in the backfield. I mean, this guy's playing running back. He can be all over the place. Ron Rivera is a creative coach. So, I mean, there, there's some, there's some viability there. (laughs) Anybody else want to say no? All right. So, KJ Hamler, which I think we're going to have a big discussion on. I haven't ranked horribly compared to you guys. Very low. But he's our 24th ranked uh, player, wide receiver to Denver, came out of Penn State. Um, Corey, you, uh, Scotty, you got him ranked 20. I mean, it's mainly because of talent. I think we've discussed this before. Denver wasn't the ideal spot for him. I, I think if he went to a different team, like, I mean, if, if the Packers took him to the AJ Dillon, I think that would have been a, a home run. Um, it's more because of a talent base. I, I think in a couple of years, he was going to be good. Who knows what the Denver offense is going to be in a couple of years. Maybe Drew Locke is the real deal and he can spread it to three or four receivers, but I don't think so. Um, it's just mainly a talent thing. And maybe after his rookie year contract is, is gone, he's on a different team. So, Okay. That's about it for me. Yeah, I I can't really say much more um except you know like he he's a burner. Uh you know, he should have run somewhere in the 4-2s if not highest 4-3s. Um so it's all talent. That's that's why he's here. Um being the third on a team that has a rookie or sophomore quarterback's not fantastic. We don't know what his future holds. Um, but he is a very talented receiver, and he was in the top six in, in for my receivers going into the draft. Okay. All right, I got him 37. I hate it. I, I hate <laughs> the spot for him. I hate Drew Locke. I, I don't I don't understand. I, I don't know why Denver picked a second wide receiver, but that that is what it is. Uh, Lynn Bowden Jr., wide receiver to Oakland. Oakland drafted three wide receivers. I don't know what, or Las Vegas, excuse me. Um, I don't know what they were doing here, but uh, Lynn Bowden Jr. 
25th ranked rookie here. I mean, this is a classic uh, Oakland or Vegas Raider pick. I mean, Bowden is a, a Davis family, I don't know, heirloom at this point. They just pick these versatile, like, ultra-athletic, can do a lot of things. Like, you know who he kind of reminds me of is almost like a Terrell Pryor when he was coming into the league? I mean, Bowden played wide receiver, but he also kind of lined up in the backfield at running back. I think he even had a, a bunch of passes he threw, too. Am, am I mistaken on that, Craig? Yeah, he played quarterback uh, at oh, some time, too. Um, he was that versatile gadget-type player. If you, if you want to talk about uh, those guys, I think the – best one that i could say was probably would probably be our best comp would be Cordell patterson uh type so i don't know and you know who drafted Cordell patterson um that was the raiders right no um no vikings i vikings. think the vikings drafted patterson but he was a raider at one point they went after him heavy in free yes. agency Maybe yes. I'm thinking Darius Hayward Bay, that type of player. That, <laughs> oh, that um, was the Raiders. You know, we'll we'll <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I, he, he's he's a good player. He they announced him as a running back. He tried out as wide receiver. He played more wide receiver. He threw the ball. So what what the hell do we know? Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Let's let's talk about Jordan Love then. So Jordan Love's our 26th ranked uh, uh, rookie. Um, he got, he, he got the F minus grade from Dow's, um, but we don't hate the player in the top 30, right? So let, let's talk about Jordan Love for a second, because if something does happen to Aaron Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers leaves, there's a, there's a potential for Jordan Love to be a legit little quarterback, right? I mean, you don't draft a guy not to use him. So if something happens to Aaron Rodgers, I think Jordan Love's the first guy to step up and you got weapons like Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams that you can use right away. And Alan Lazad. Oh, Lazad. Forgot about Lazad. Yeah, I mean, my my F minus goes to the Packers for picking him and not necessarily needing him. Yes. He is a talented quarterback. He's got the ability to to throw the ball and and play quarterback in the NFL at a high level. And like you said, if Rodgers goes down with an an injury of any kind or he leaves uh, Green Bay, fantastic situation which is why i still have him ranked i had him ranked lower than you guys but just barely at 31 if you can buy into um the green bay quarterback position at the right spot in the draft it's not a bad time to do it i mean when you're kind of comparing the the impact that these caliber these level players are going to have on your roster this year a backup quarterback in a fantastic system if he gets a chance is not a bad pick at all yeah, this right. is this is I feel like going to come down to your personal teams, um, and what what and who do you really want to believe in? And I feel the track record with obviously you know Favre to Rogers, Rogers to this guy. You know w- this could be uh, that type type of player. Um, however, there's one side of it where did Andy Reid get in the head of the rest of the head coaches and GMs out there when they took Pat Mahomes and they reached or excuse me traded up. Uh, to get him, uh, our other teams now just going, oh, I kind of like this guy. I'm just going to trade up everything I can to get him because he could be the next great thing. Um, and that's what everyone's been saying is he could, you know, with time, you know, with his arm talent and strength, he could be the next great thing. But he definitely 100%, they have said, needs the time. I, I just, I, I, you got Aaron Rodgers. 
I, make yeah. make Aaron Rodgers better. <laughs> Don't replace yeah. him. And, and Rodgers still only what thirty six. Oh, he, only he's got some pristine years left. I mean, yeah. this Jordan Love guy, if he lands on Jacksonville, he's ranked a lot higher than he is now. But if it works out that he can learn under one of the best quarterbacks of all time, and Rodgers lets him, I don't think he will because Rodgers seems like he's kind of a yeah. ass, like an ass. Um, so <laughs> I, I mean, history repeats itself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Um, let's get over, over toward number 27. That's uh, Brian Edwards out of South Carolina. Another Las Vegas uh, pick. I know it, it's it's all right. Sorry, it's Oakland. I, I, I still can't do it until the season actually starts. So the Oakland Raiders selected another receiver. They just selected way too many. But if you look at it, like they actually need receivers. So I don't mind it. Um, three rookies as your top three. I, I don't see them all succeeding or even them all being on the field at once. But I think it's just, it's one of those things for the future too. Like he's talented, but he's in a spot where he might not have succeed right away, but kind of one of those like late third round pick, you just stash him for a year or two, see how it pans out. It's almost like they're taking like a shotgun approach to the draft, which is just baffling to me. They're like, oh, well, we need a wide receiver. So let's just pick five of them. Okay. They only pick three. But one of these guys has to be good, right? And it's like, well, I think that there needs to be a little bit better of an approach there. Right. Mark well, Davis. I think this is where, like, the, 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 the psychopath of, of Mayock comes into play, right? Is It's just like you're, you're throwing shit against a wall. Mm. Like, dude, what are you doing? And let's be clear. Derek Carr is not the quarterback of the future for, for these guys, right? So... It 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 baffles my mind that you just draft three wide receivers, and, and I mean I don't know I I feel like they have no game plan moving forward. I feel like what hurt them the most is they could have addressed other positions in the draft, and instead they just took wide receivers to take wide receivers. And yeah. I think it makes it hard from a fantasy perspective because you don't know which one is going to be the one that Gruden falls in love with because that's what's going to end up happening, right? They're going to look at Lynn Bowden Jr. as a gadget dude. Brian Edwards is going to be the one, you know, playing opposite Henry Ruggs, and then everybody's going to be sitting there, okay, well, you know, I, I, I wasted a pick. I, 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 I'm not a huge fan. You know I what they did I have was at 31, but I mean, what I did when I was 12 in Madden. Yeah, I just tried to wonder. Yeah, these guys are fun. When I throw the ball to them, that's what they exactly did. The exact yeah. same thing. And if you have twelve-year-old Scotty running your billion-dollar franchise, <laughs> not bad. I won the Super Bowl that year. Sure, I, I played on. I played on rookie, but it was hey, a tough win. The win. Uh, win, win, win. win. I mean, talk Mark to Davis Craig about Lester Smith being twelve-year-old. So it's pretty. Yeah, awesome. see that haircut. Um, uh, Craig, do you want to take the next one? Uh, who we got? It's uh, Anthony McFarland. Yeah, I actually kind of like this running back. I think he's pretty fast. I think he complements um, uh, James Conner pretty well if they were to play or complement each other this year. However, I'm not sure if that's the case. They do still have Samuels there. They do still have, um, I believe it's Love, Bryce Love, Tom. Was that the one that they no, still have? There? Bryce Love's in Washington. So they got, they have. Yeah. Benny uh, Snell. So they drafted yes, him last year. So there's competition. <clears throat> However, uh, he's a different type of running back than those guys. He's got the speed. Um, I think he has some receiving ability. 
and in the future there's a, there's a chance you know that James Conner's not there next year and you know they they could have Snell and McFarland as a 50-50 split going forward so that it's a, he's a decent little player um and it's a decent spot since there is definitely competition yeah this dude flies i watched some tape on him loved it loved everything i saw breakaway speed he's got it he's he's gone he's got the ability to run in between the tackles I'm not sold that James Conner is a three-down back. I mean, I, I I was not impressed what we saw in 2019 when he was healthy, and I it was like I, one I, week. He right, and <laughs> I and I I just I was not. I mean, I was impressed for what he did when when you know Bell was holding out, uh, but then he flopped in 2019. In my opinion, I think them drafting a running back with the with the loaded roster they have just shows that, like Craig said, there's some competition in that backfield and somebody's going to win it out. And I, I think McFarland's got a chance to, to make that roster. Uh, but he's, he's definitely interesting. I don't know if anybody wants to talk about him before we can all just crap on Craig about this next guy. <laughs> no, I just wanted to say, <laughs> I mean, you take it Sorry, like from, Craig. from that perspective, I kind of had an inverse perspective, um, which is why I had him as low as 36, which uh, is such a crowded running back room to come into you don't know what he's going to be a year from now, two years from now, three years from now. And I don't want to buy into a running back room that has James Conner, Jalen Samuels and Benny Snell to some extent already ahead of him. Now he can come in camp and he can blow the doors off everybody. He could look great. But I think realistically the first year or two, he's going to be like a punt returner and a special teams guy, which stinks for him. And it stinks for your fantasy value, which is why I'm not drafting him unless he really falls to me in your, your, I don't know, where are we, fourth, fifth, sixth round? For you, yeah. 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 He very well could be a special teamer. I mean, there, there's that's, there's that's what that. I'm worried about. I, don't, I, mean, just, I, don't, I got enough bombs on my team. I don't need special teamers. Um, Krager, Michael P. Ryan, go. Samaje P. Ryan's brother. That's so all you need to say. All right. Turned, <laughs> a lot of people are turned off on him because of that. And unfortunate, it is unfortunate. However, prototypical mold, 5'11", 216. Lev Bell will not be on the Jets next year. Boo. Well, he, yay. He will have the opportunity of a 50-50 at least by year two, maybe as the number one running back. So there is opportunity. There is competition in one year. And I feel with he ha- he has the potential to be a three-down back because, A, the size I mentioned, and B, he had the third most receptions in college football for these running backs. He has the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. And I don't see a reason or a world where he can't, you know, be the Jets future running back for at least three or four years. He's not my, you know, jet number 10, but he's my number 29 or what do I have? 17. 17. Um, <laughs> well, you brought up a good point. When we were talking earlier, you have new coaches, you have staff who didn't necessarily handpick the players on the team. This is the first running back that uh, Gase <laughs> has picked. Okay, I would love it if Lev Bell left that organization and went to like Miami. Okay, get Lev Bell out of there so I can love Lev Bell again. Um, there's a potential, you're right, for 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 opportunity to be had. I have him at 35, which is probably a little bit lower than it should be for a running back running back that could potentially have more carries. Um I hate Gase though. 
So that's that's my thing. Gase has ruined multiple NFL organizations. So I'll just leave it at that. You want to talk about Eason, or you guys want to crap on Gase? <laughs> well, let's go to Eason. So our n- number thirtieth is Jacob Eason, um, drafted by the Colts. Great spot. Learn out of learn under Phil Rivers for a year or two. Become the starter. Um, great offensive line. Uh, great running back in, in Taylor in, in a few years, or even this year. Great young receivers after Hilton's gone. So I know I, I know Craig has him a little higher, and Tom's even haven't ranked at all. But um, I'll, yeah, I'll, get, I'll I'll let Craig uh, take this one. Yeah, it's just more or less the fact that uh, Rivers signed a one year contract. Um, he, he was another type of, you know, strong arm quarterback that needed time to learn. He has, you know, a future on that team as far as quarterbacks that were drafted in this past draft. Like I said, he has a future. And I do want to correct something. Um, m- maybe it helps. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan is, is Will Michael P. Ryan's cousin. <laughs> oh, no. that's good. All right. Okay. All so right. they're not blood he's, related. He's falling even further now. Cause you lied about that. You got him liar. <laughs> All right. Well, that's podcast sixty-one. Uh, we have now dedicated two podcasts. Oh, wait, In yeah. better news, your boy Chris Thompson has signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars. By the oh, way, oh yeah, yeah. Right. He, uh, uh, flying up the draft board. We missed that, but I mean, with uh, Fournette, <laughs> that's like actually kind of that's kind of interesting. It that's is a great fit. And it, well, we'll talk about that it, when we get yeah. to our positional rankings. Love it. Oh, yeah. Um, Number one running back off the board, Chris Thompson. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Podcast 61, Top Shelf Fantasy. Find us on Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Top Shelf FNTSY, website, topshelffantasy.com. Uh, all of the, the podcast things, articles, going to be up. So go over there, subscribe, uh, listen, join the Listener League. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but our next moves are redraft rankings. Quarterbacks, redraft running backs, wide receivers. We got, we, got, we got rankings coming out everywhere. Yeah, way too early. League-wide rankings, redraft, entire, entire you know, Chris know Thompson. how many we're going to go. One, 200, maybe. 300 guys? You heard it here first. Chris Thompson, number one overall. <laughs> All right. Shelfies, enjoy. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. This is Top Shelf Fantasy. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Top Shelf FNTSY. Head over to our website at topshelffantasy.com. Stay fluid, stay loose. Stay loose.